1: Welcome to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast. Oh. Oh. Jordan Beltster. Jordan Bell. Yo, 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 bro. yo, yo. Oh. I've been getting dirty money, Jordan.
2: You're on degeneration kenny kim bringing you what the 249th episode of the fantasy golf degenerates and the first one on mayo media network as usual i am here with everyone's favorite canadian a.k.a the canadian pitbull a.k.a the gpp master tyler how you doing man
0: i'm doing good kenny i heard a.k.a target brand bryson as well you, were, you know a yeah, little saw little, t- little, little shorter little shorter little fatter Maybe um 0. 0.5 less eyebrows, but I'm here, man. I'm back, I'm ready to go. Less tan too. You're looking Much white as shit, tan. dog. Yeah, You're yeah. looking white as
2: shit, dog. Get that, getting that sun, brother. I got in that <laughs> sun. I went out the last two days. I Ollie Snyder Snyder janded, no hat, just to get this nice glow for the first. We gotta show get, get that week. sun up here, man. That Alberta, nice Canada. Glow. We got a
0: little bit of sun lately, but we'll see what we we'll see what the rest of the weather brings. But I'm excited like you, man. We got a lot to talk about. We got Mayo Media Network. Got to remind everyone, new sponsor. We are sponsored by DraftKings. First off, DraftKings. Uh, you can go over to DraftKings, use promo code FGD. I can promise you there's a bonus when you go over there and use it. There's just nothing official today. They're still coming off the long weekend, the July 4th. Happy 4th to all my American brethren and yourself,
2: Kenny, everyone wait, out there, there. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. There's, a, there's, a, there's a FGD, there's a DraftKings bonus for our yeah, podcast? Man. DraftKings bonus for our podcast. I didn't even know all this. That's money. I'll tell you
0: what, too. It's a good time to use it because we're going to talk a lot about the John Deere Classic as you introed. But we also have the Scottish Open over there this week. 10 bucks, Win yourself 20 k And it's probably, well, not probably. It's a much better field than what we're going to be talking about here today. But we're excited to talk about it all. Second promo. I know you were showing off the sweater. But we are always using Fantasy National Golf Club. We're going through their tools. We're using everything over there. Head on over to FantasyNational.com slash fgd get yourself 20 percent off your first payment subscription whatever you want to do 200 bucks for the entire year it's eight bucks if you do it this way for the first week and that will include the open next week so i know we're talking about john deere classic but the open coming up going to be pretty exciting a lot of money three makers everything
2: good to go there the open will be our 250th podcast we've Perfect. been doing this a long ass time bro a long ass time and this week you get to talk about the John Deere. But first, let's go ahead and talk about this past week. We got uh, Cam Davis taking down, I don't even know the name of the tournament anymore, Rocket Mortgage uh, Classic. <laughs> now, here's the thing. When I saw Cam Davis, I didn't realize how tall he was. He's like, like the white minute bowl of golf. Like if you saw him next to freaking his caddy, it was like a five-foot height difference. I didn't realize like he was that tall and that skinny. Uh, but he, he came through. What did he shoot? Like four or five under on the back? Eagled 17 with the chip, which is pretty freaking amazing. And then uh, birdie 18 as well to get in. Uh, I mean, it was was a fun tournament. I mean, the thing about these events where it's Birdie Fest and there's not these crazy names, uh, elite names up top. I mean, what ends up happening is these guys are, you know, they're playing for their careers here. Like it's, it's such a big deal. You know, you saw camp tears coming down for the rocket mortgage, you know, classic, you know, and these are, you know, such a big time events for these guys. Uh, it was a really fun watch. with like 18 people within three strokes going into the bat nine, a uh, Bubba going out here, redeeming his ass from last week. Why the fuck he you do that last week? Uh, and that's the thing, you know, that was a good thing about this week. Instead of losing thousands of dollars in the last five holes of the event, my ass just lost straight off on Friday. I just stopped leaving, playing this <laughs> shit. I was like, oh, I suck ass. And so let's go ahead. I had like, I had Bryson or Webb in 95% of my lineups. You talked about this last week, Tambo. Because like the bottom part of my, I had a long, I met a bunch of Noren, uh, yeah. a bunch of Hank the Tank. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of these lower end guys. But the goddamn guys up top killed me. I, uh, what'd you think of the event?
0: Yeah, I thought one thing you said. that I, I had a bunch of merit too.
2: Bunch of merit. Bunch of merit.
0: There was some merit to having some Troy there, for sure. I, I like that. And I think, like you said, the the main thing was it actually did get a little bit fun on Sunday. Once it was kind of the way it went with Bryson out for me, like I, I was loving Bryson last week. We'll get to Caddygate because I don't care. There's no excuses here. I'm just saying the guy looked like there was withdraw conversations on Thursday because he looked like he didn't give a shit. And he was hitting everything. We'll get to it in a second. But uh, Cam Davis pissed me off even more. Because I'm happy for everyone out there that got him. I know a lot of people were on him. This is Keith Mitchell 2.0 for me. I bet Keith Mitchell so many weeks. And the, I you the bet problem him, I man. have with it. I thought you bet him. No, man. I wish I did. I always bet I talk about him for every week. And I love Cam Davis. I said he's got the upside. I just didn't go with it. And that's on me. But I, I, the one thing I'll say what pissed me off the most is at least when I lost on Keith Mitchell, it was at the Honda Classic. I was like, there's no way this motherfucker's coming out here winning the Honda Classic. So I didn't feel as bad. But there was absolutely a way Cam Davis was coming out and winning this event. And sure enough, he did in the end. So that one stings even more. I was cheering for Troy Merritt. And by the way, if anyone out there, I know you mentioned on Twitter, but his caddy had the sick trap golf hat on. We're on video now. We need some gear. If you got some good gear or if you know anybody with trap golf, they've got some crazy shirts on their site. I'm not sponsored by them. I would love to get some of their gear. I thought that hat was dope. I thought the all the gear that was nice. So uh, I was pumped. And then how about this, though? Neiman. Waits all oh week till whole seventy-three God. to hit a bogey and it's just at the absolute worst time, obviously being whole seventy-three. What were your thoughts on him? You want
2: to hear some funny numbers about Neiman? I mean, like he has going he has the same amount of wins and runner-ups as Troy Merritt since he turned pro in 2018. Yeah, I like those statues. Since, was... since 2018, Troy Merritt has as many runner-ups and wins as Joaquin Neiman. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, the thing about Joaquin is, like, he doesn't even have that many top fives. Um, you know, he had that win. I mean, he's a great player, and I think I have him uh, future for the Open Championship form because I love that low ball flight. You know, if it's anywhere, that ball can roll for days if it wants to uh, on those links type courses. I think it's perfect for next week. Uh, but man, that guy—he's just—I don't know—is he overrated? Is no, Joaquin, I think he's he overrated.
0: He's young. He's young. I, I know he, it gets talked about a lot. He's he's we even up. talked about this last time. He hadn't done anything. I joked about the the two second places and sitting on the picnic bench, eating chips with Sergio Garcia, instead of warming up and then takes the L it's just, he's young, right? It's a, he's, he was the top amateur for however long, like he's just, He's going to be dominant. You can't talk bad about Joaquin Neiman. It's just, it's like you said, and what I thought was the most funny is like you said, Merritt had more wins than both of them combined. and was the dog in the three-man playoff, and he's got, he had it himself a good week. He's got the short game. It didn't come through on that last hole, but what was that, the fourth or fifth playoff hole? Like, and he just left it short. It was a really tough lie. Got lucky in the bunker earlier. I don't know. I still, like I said, I don't really like these events. I, I like the bigger ones. I like U.S. Open, the memorials, not just because the field, but I'm talking from a DFS perspective, a betting perspective. I like those more. These are fun for the long shots, and that's why I said I'm still happy for everyone that came through on the Davis long shot. But like you said, nailed the bottom. We had Davis, Merritt. You love Noren. We had Hank the Tank. I said Haggy. It was going to be Haggy week. He showed up. You know, Seamus Power got into the field late. He was a big conversation piece. Talked about him over at Roto-Grinders on Wednesday night. Uh, just a lot of guys up there, man. So uh, it'll make for some fun for this week because it's not that much different. We do get a lot more history at this course, obviously TBC deer run, but uh, you know, Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker, we're going to bring up these names, but we should talk a little bit. Decky had the COVID positive yeah. withdrawal that crushed some stuff. Uh, you know, Webb didn't come through. Reed came, made the cup. It didn't come through. And then
2: of yeah. course, Bryson, like I said, just going back to that, Before him and Tim the, uh, Tucker. We'll, parting the, ways. we'll talk about Bryson. We'll talk about Bryson a little bit, but, uh. It, I, you know, I, I don't. I'm, I'm sort of different than you. I like watching these events, especially now. Okay, I'll tell you honestly. It, it was the first week of legal weed in Virginia, right? So I like popped like <laughs> five gummies, right? And I just sat on the couch and watched it. I don't know. Like, you ever watch golf, man? You ever watch golf on weed? It was great. It was yeah. great. Like, you know, I, I, I it was great, relaxing watching it. It was funny. Um, but just before we get into a couple of stories, be careful with your friends when you went when with with the legalized weed. I had two friends almost died. This weekend <laughs> again, we like one buddy. He was he works he worked for the government, and so he had a security clearance. But now he went private. He's like, let's just try it, man. Let's just try it. Like I rolled a little joint and puffed it, and he was just looking like this the whole time. like, I gotta go to the hospital, man. I gotta go to the hospital. I was like, what do you mean you gotta go to the hospital? He's like, I'm I'm about to die. I had to take him to the hospital. He was there for a while. They're like, you're fine, brother. It's weird taking people to the hospital. Like he smoked a bunch of weed and being okay with it. It's just <laughs> it's just strange now, but. uh, yeah. It was, it, I, I like events like this. And I, I, you know, it's just, it's just a fun watch watching these guys try and, you know, make their careers. And Cam is straight for like two years now. I mean, and it happened in this event a couple of years ago with Telly, uh, getting his win, Michael Kim getting his win and missing every cut known to man since that win. Uh, before you know, and after. Yeah. Before, I and after. I, I mean, <laughs> I, so, so I, so I like, and we're in another event like this, but let, let's go ahead and talk about Bryson um, here a little bit. Um, it's sort of he's sort of i mean he's always been a head case but i mean it just seems like it's just coming more and more now it's sort of sort of like trickling down on top of him with all the kepka stuff with Kepka basically getting the better of him i think when it comes to this feud um, also you know and, and and like you know they tried to like tone it down a little bit and 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 say you know this guy his, his Tim was leaving him anyways it was just temporary they've been caty for it's been, they've been together like seven years or some shit like that yeah. and then and then he, he quits like two hours before his tea time or so you know <laughs> what I'm saying like yeah. that's not normal stuff something happened uh, I'm not hundred percent sure and then you know Bryson goes out with tail between his legs uh, back home to Dallas Dallas a great city I was in Dallas for about three months uh, in the fall right a beautiful city had a great time really good strip clubs there one of my favorites was uh Chica's Locas. that was that was a place i went to all the time They i actually became like a regular they gave me a nickname my nickname was Moy Rapido okay moy rapido was my nickname and, and before you ask you know like why they call you moy rapido don't ask questions you already know the answer to so so Dallas great time big D had fun with my little D it was great. It was great. But, but he tail tucked in all the way back down to Dallas and, and, and not talking to the press, um, you know, and we had the Phil thing too. We could talk about that. Uh, you know, both of those guys, not great for their look. Um, I don't think, you know, the story that came out on Phil was just rehashing. shit that happened 20 years ago just to get clicks. I mean, he's right, but the way they handle it, I think, I think it was both a little bit of a mistake for both of them. And I think it looks worse for Bryson just because of all the stuff going on for him. And then Phil, Phil's Phil. People love Phil. Uh, people hate Bryson. That's the difference uh, in this situation when it comes to those two guys. So uh, what, what'd you think about that?
0: I couldn't have summed up the last part better actually. my Same thoughts on that portion where like you said, Phil doesn't need to worry about his brand as much. You know, He's got tons of things have gone on in the past. Everyone loves him more than they ever did. You've talked about it in the past. I know others that have mentioned it said so they actually have done a full 180 on Phil Mickelson bryson people already don't like him so it kind of just adds to
2: that i'm not sure if he wants that to be that way but not showing up for the media. no he doesn't he yeah, wants I, people to love he, him dude he wants yeah. people to love him and he's not getting that and i think it's fucking with him it's
0: messing with him and then people forget i think he's like 27 right so i'm not saying he's old or young i'm just, my point is i think it still really gets to him you said the the brooks stuff for a minute makes a lot of sense and like you said it was you, i mentioned earlier but you could tell something had happened it was very clear caddies don't just quit the couple hours before like something obviously went down or he just said, fuck it. I had enough. I'm out. And that really got in Bryson's head. Like he was just taking some crazy shots. The withdrawal alerts were out there. Everyone was talking about it and he just didn't have anything going for him, man. So the, the Bryson side was probably worse. Uh, Like the Phil thing is just like you said, it's kind of like it came out. He wanted to keep it going. He wanted to put it up on a platform and he did. And that's what he can do if he wants to. And if he doesn't want to, he can also just let it sift below and fall away. So it was just a case of where he wanted to make more noise saying how he's not coming back and all of these things. But I don't know, man, Bryson's an interesting case and we'll have to see what happens. He does have the match tomorrow. Don't forget. So uh, if you're, or if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's July 6th Then you're, you can watch the match. If anybody cares about that anymore, I've said for a long time, I don't care about these events, but uh, it's my own take personally. I just don't care for them. And, Wonder what Bryson will do. I thought it was summed up best today too. Rick Gaiman posted it out. Uh, a retweet and said Eamon gets it. It was Eamon. I think Shane Bacon. I can't remember who was on there talking about it, but they mentioned like, I don't know why Bryson didn't just talk about it right now with the media as he's missing a cut on his way out because he could have fixed a couple of things there. One, his agent said every relationship in the world runs its course. I don't think that one set too well on the original uh, reading that, that came out, but then Bryson now is going to have to talk about this at the open. That's the next time. Well, I mean, we'll see at the match, but who knows what that looks like. And then we'll see him at the open when he's trying to prep and get ready for the final major of the season, like or, or leading into the playoffs and all these things that are coming up. Why would you not have just talked about it, solved it? You control everything and then move on to the next step. Is sort of how uh, he mentioned it. And I thought that was a great way of putting it. I agreed with Rick who tweeted that out.
2: Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Now he has to it just sort of carries on, you know, over and over to every event until he says something about it. You know, which is
0: bad for a guy that has head games, like you said. Like, when it's when he lets these things get in his head, now he has to deal at every one. He said before, like you mentioned, where Brooks got the best of him, he just all oh, this stuff just slides off, man. It's, it's, uh, what's the word he used? I forget what he says. Flattering is what he said. Like, he, he's the guy that just tries to make it seem like it's all good when yeah. clearly it ain't all good and it really affects your play. So, We'll have to wait and see how that goes, but that's probably enough Bryson for this week. He screwed all my lineups, so we're on to next yeah, week. with, uh, with He, this he week. definitely
2: screwed me, too. Uh, let's go on to the Listener League for this week. Uh, let me take a uh, – let's take a look at what they got going on here. Uh, it, the winner was Jay Wickham, a GUPS Corner member, GUPS Corner 1 and 3. I like to see that. Uh, so the winner this week, Jay Wickham with the GUPS Corner avatar had the uh, – Joaquin the Dream, Neiman with 72, no no bogeys and 72 holes, Uh, 118 points, of course, finished in second. Kokrath, who disappointed a little bit on Sunday, um, 103 points, uh, 34.75% owned. Uh, Kisner, who was one of my favorites, he had a pretty decent showing, finished in eighth, Uh, 11.68% owned. Tringali, uh, 25% owned, 88.5 points, finished in 14th. He had Cam, twenty percent owned, and, and the FGD listenerly. Really, a solid work there, people. I didn't have any of them, none, zero. So good work. One hundred thirty-two points, and uh, the cut maker supreme, Vincent Whaley, uh, three point three four percent owned, seventy-four point five points. What'd you think?
0: Yeah, Vincent Whaley back on his Grizzly on his grind, man. He made another cut, T fifty-eight, but seventy-four point five DraftKings points. By the way, Cameron Tringali, T 14 88. 0.5 DraftKings points. it's just two eagles on the card. Like Whaley, when he makes the cut, comes through in the clutch. Cam Davis, obviously need to have him. Tringali, Kokrak, Neiman. The, the build was solid if you were fading Bryson, which is what he was doing. Made a lot of sense for single entry or three max like this is. I'm not sure if he had more. Uh, good lineup overall. Got him into the tournament of Champions League. Got him into the Lister League. Goes asking about the Lister League. Everything should be the same or get bigger. We're, we're going to figure this out. But as of right now, it looks like everything will be the same. Or get bigger, we'll talk to Mayo about that, see where it goes from here. Being sponsored by DraftKings certainly now helps. And then shout-out, you mentioned first and third, Gup's corner. Uh, Gup himself, seventh place, so doing his thing down there, trying to get up and take this thing down with 594, but shout-out Gup for seventh-place finish there.
2: All right. All right, so we'll, we'll add him to our, our little championship, but let's go on to this mm-hmm. week. We've been bullshitting too much here. All right, so the PGA Tour. It's a Silvis, Illinois, for the John Deere Classic from TPC Deere Run. Tournaments been played here since like two thousand. Uh, the beginning years, it was all like first timers and no names uh, that won this event, you know. And then two thousand eight, they brought that jet, uh, the charter jet that you know flies everyone directly to the Open Championship uh, to try and get some more people in the field. It didn't really work. I mean, occasionally you'll get some big names, uh, but you know, the, the the funny thing is, like you know, it's going to be a weak field. Hold on, let me catch up where I was. So since two thousand eight. Seven since it happened, seven out of the twelve golfers that won this event were inside the top fifty in the World Golf Ranking. That's that's the one difference that it actually happened. Uh so like the bigger names actually did show up. They actually did perform pretty well uh so far. Uh six out of the twelve were actually in the top twenty. I don't I think Berger might be the only one in the top twenty um in the field. Now, the only four winners, the only five winners that were outside the top fifty at the time of their victory was Spieth in 2013. He was 120th. Harmon in 2014, he's 115th. Bryson in, in um Bryson, I think 2017, 144th. Mike Kim a few years ago he was 215th, and Fratelli was 133rd last year. If you look, you know Harmon, Bryson, and uh and Spieth, they're they're all inside the top 50 now. Um, uh, you know, but the main reason I'm bringing this up is because I think this field is way more wide open than it has been even with the bigger names, even with the big names up top, which there really aren't any, like there's only like five guys in the top 50 playing this week, a Berger M Harmon, not see not really like a murderer's row of win equity uh, out yeah. there. Uh, so, you know, you know, so, you know, pay, pay attention to ownership. Uh, it's going to be one of those weeks where you could probably go uh, leave a lot on the cap. I expect a lot of people down below uh, to, to be able to come up and contend uh, when it comes to these guys up top, I mean, there's a couple I like, but I mean, I, it's not going to be my favorite place to go. Uh, now TPC deer run is 7,250 ish yard par 71, four par threes, four par five, a three par fives. Most should be reachable in two, a uh, par four 14th is a drivable par four in the right conditions. Of uh, course, it's usually very easy. Ranked in the bottom 10 in hardest courses year in and year out. Um, You know, you know, the thing about it is like, you know, the par four ninth and the par four 18th are two of the hardest holes on the course. So like on Friday, when it comes to cut sweats, that could be a little bit of hair raising right there. Uh, Now, the one thing about this year is, you know, you might see you might not see the twenty five under twenty seven under 30 birdies like Spieth had just because the winds look like they could be in play a little bit more. Uh, I mean, there's there's about 10 to 15 every day, could be 20 plus on the weekends. You know, that can always change. So make makes you take a peek at that. Um, you know, off the tee golfers to see wide tree line fairways, large fairway bunkers, uh, guarding the landing zones. The rough, you know, fairly penal, but it doesn't come into play that often as over 70 percent of all tee shots land on the fairway. Uh, the fairways usually play firm with a good amount of roll. But rainy conditions, you know, that could change that. Uh, on approach shots, golfers see large greens that are guarded by bunkers and collection areas. Uh, the greens are very easy to hit as over 70% of approach shots land on the putting surface. A good wedge play uh, is a must. Like I think over 40% of approaches come from 125 to 175, uh, somewhere around that area. Uh, that doesn't sound like too big of a number, but when you take into consideration that there are three par fives and all four par threes are over 150, you know, uh, you know, you're going to have like 7 to 8 wedges uh, on the par fours, uh this week. Uh the greens of bank grass have a bit of undulation and slope and are somewhat slow uh stint meter rating around 11. Tambo, what are you looking for this week?
0: Hey, a lot more scoring like you said. The weather will be tough to judge and see what happens. Maybe we don't get the same type of maybe Michael Kim type scores, but we can get some low scoring out there. I like what you talked about the 150 to 175. You mentioned 125. It's in there of course too, but I like the 150 to 175 just a lot of shots Coming from that range, the approach game, yeah, obviously hitting fairways helps here. And then you got to get that putter rolling, right? You know, when ZJ was crushing it and always was back in the day, the Strickers, those types of guys. speak, we talk about, like, all these guys. are, And Harmon, they, these are the, put, the guys that make putts. So don't be afraid to play some good putters for once. I know we always like to play the ball strikers and pray that they get hot with the putter. This is certainly a spot you can just play some of those good putters and hope they have their week. Uh, we'll get into it at the top, Kenny. Okay. I do got a couple questions for you right out of the gate. But anything else you want to add? I guess the last thing I'll say, strategy-wise, just it's no different than last week. Uh definitely leave some money. By by Wednesday of last week, when I was doing the show over at Roto with lineup HQ, we were talking about some lineups with 48, 47 on the table. Just the way you could build them out and look at them and just see what they landed like. You still liked five of the golfers, and then it was just Bryson at the top, or drop them down to like a Neiman or a Kokrack. And could have worked out if you had Neiman in there and some of these dudes that we mentioned. I personally got five out of sixes on those ones, but uh, I think that it, you know this is another week for that. Again, there's a lot of guys that just have to be priced in this upper 10k range. Look at Cam Davis, 10-1. Good segue to go there now, but 10-1 coming off a win. But you know it's the field strength; it's down even further than last week. So I don't know what are you, what are your thoughts on this top range here, and we can get right into it.
2: I mean, do you play Cam Davis after a win? I, I, nope, what nobody I think. does. I know. Well, here's the thing about when, cuts, like, a, a guy gets his first win. Like, I don't mind playing really good, like, consistent golfers who have been good for a long time, you know, who have multiple wins. I don't mind playing those guys after a win. Uh, You know, like, your elite golfers. I got no problem with that. But these young guys, uh, I don't know. I I think, you know, especially if they're young and – you know, they, they go out, they party. I mean, you know, when I was 20, what 23, 24, how old was Cam Davis? I don't know. Shit. If I just won like $1. Mm. $1. $1.6 million, it's on my fucking donkey call. I mean, you know, they better not fucking drug test me after the fucking round. I can tell you that because I would fail, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, I, I, guess, I, don't, I, I don't, I don't think I'm like alone in that when it comes to these type of players, you know, these young guys, they, they, they go out and they, they have victories and they go out and party and, um, so I, I don't think it's it's the best idea for him. Uh, but, like, up on the top, uh, I'll go with my cash game cornerstone first. I like Harmon uh, as my cash game cornerstone. I mean, the guy, you know, he's been on a really, really strong run. Pretty good uh, course history here. Former winner here. Uh, you know, a bunch of top tens here recently. Always making the cut. I like him in cash this week. Uh, my favorite GPP play up here is Sungjae. Uh, it looks like the game is coming back uh, a little bit. You, you're not seeing, at least you didn't see like that, the one really horrid round uh, that he's usually had. His Iron Games has been really, really strong uh, the last few events. It looks like, and you know, Vatita Green last week, I mean, he was really damn good. Uh, so, you know, he's getting up, he's preparing uh, for the uh, the Olympics. Uh, I think he, he withdrew, him and Siwoo both withdrew from the um, from the Open Championship just so he can focus uh, on the Olympics, which is smart, because I mean, with all these guys not playing, the strength of field is going down. I mean, Siwoo and Sungjae might be ten of the top ten best players in that field uh, going in, so they got a good shot. And I think they're going to do everything they can to get themselves ready. And a win here would be extremely good for his confidence. Uh, so I like Sungjae's GPPs, uh, Harmon, Cash Game Cornerstone.
0: Okay, and I was going to ask you about that. I was going to, you know, jumble the ranges a little bit there with Siwoo Kim, but. Obviously, the news came out last week. They went through—you just mentioned every reason why they go into the Olympics. They just need to medal to get themselves their exemption from the two-year military service. It, you know, like you said, much better shot. I saw some odds came out. I believe the first Olympics odds came out last week. They were forty and fifty to one, respectively. It makes a lot of sense. It's a smaller field. That's still—I mean, big shit. odds. I, I, that, when, when you can find those, have you got to bang those. those. Is, is that, that, that just for gold,
2: those? or is that to medal? Is that the gold?
0: That—that's that, that, to gold. That—that's the win the event but you knowing that they need to meddle the motivation is the same factor mm. if they come up short and pull a neiman and bogey the last hole and it means silver still good you're gonna you, i mean you're gonna be extremely happy for them we're all gonna be happy for them yeah, it's, that's it's what we want to see a, man it's such a huge thing
2: such a big deal i mean you think about yeah. Sang Moon bay before his military uh performance he was 26 in the world before he left Jay 26 in the world right now yeah. and, and when Moon came back i mean you don't even see him like you know he barely i don't even he, he sucks you know those say, two didn't he, years. Didn't
0: he, uh, didn't he win, like, a corn freight tour event?
2: I have no idea, man. I mean, like, you know, he just hasn't been the player he was. No, for He was the sure. he best Korean in the world. Uh, and then he had to do the military service. So this is huge for these guys. Uh, and I think the, the prep is good. I think avoiding the Open Championship is good. That mental grind uh, to keep them fresh mentally and physically. I think that's smart. Uh, but I like Sung this week.
0: And maybe he didn't, maybe I'm wrong. I was trying to look it up, but um, you know, with that said, so you you think this will be more motivation? Like obviously the other factor too is they don't want to have any COVID Restrictions or anything come up if they go over to the open, get screwed there, and then not get to go. This gives them enough time in between. But do you, I mean, you like songjay Do you like see Do you think there's motivation here because they don't have to worry about getting on that jet on Monday or whatever? They can just go play this event in a weaker field and get a quick W and try for one, or, or what do you yeah, think? Yeah,
2: I mean, I think both the Koreans are alive. This with the play, yeah. I got no problem playing either one of them. Ever wanted
1: to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? U Break Eye Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At Eye Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility, and from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, YouBreak iFix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit ubreakifix.com/ forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own YouBreak iFix. Yeah, I like Sibu's
0: game too. Always boomer bust, but I, I do like that. Going back to the top though, for me... Rubber hitting the road right here for me, Kenny. How many times have I talked about Daniel Berger and said, Listen, maybe you don't remember guys like him, guys like Adam Scott. They only play in these big field events that are strong fields, majors, hard courses. And yeah, you see a bunch of 30s, and you're like, oh, they're not that good. But you've got to remember they're going up against the best of the best in the world. They're playing in the biggest events. But when they go to an event, like when Daniel Berger went to the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, Pebble Beach, but the Pro-Am, he goes and ships the thing, right? McNeely hot on his tails. We'll get to him. But you, you got a guy like that. So for me, I'm still in on Berger. I know the price is up there. It seems crazy, but uh, I'll take some shots on him. I like your – Jay Call, uh, the game has looked better. Skipping the Olympics or skipping the open to play in the Olympics, like you mentioned. For, you know, I like that motivation factor. And then Harmon, great history, former winner. Uh, form is 5th, 19th and 8th. I think he's a guy that will still get love at the top because people play everybody up here, but I'm just saying in general, it does feel a little bit scary clicking a 10.4 K Harmon, but you got to remember that's just the class of the field and where he's at. So I certainly like him and burger the most. I get your intake and I do like the motivation factor.
2: I mean, form wise up top. He's probably the best. I mean, overall Wait. last 10 weeks, I would say, uh, you know, when it comes to Harmon, uh, I still sort of a like your, sort of like your burger take. You might want I mean, you might've talked me into him. Maybe I play burger and him. Up top in GBPs and Harmon lightly in cash uh lightly in GBP since he's a cornerstone that could work out just because I'm not the biggest fan of the 9K range. Uh, my, my favorite's going to be um Noren, who's my second cash game cornerstone. I mean, he talked about it last week, he missed that punt on 18, which would have gotten him into a playoff, and he's like, he just forgot that feeling. Uh, you know, he hadn't been in that type of situation in a long time. Uh, and game wise, talent wise, I mean, everyone except maybe uh Berger and Sanjay, I mean, he's probably right up there with them, I think, just because of the way he's played before in the past. Uh, you know, tough events, you know, second at the Honda a few years ago, uh, a bunch of wins uh, across the pond. So um I like I like the way he's playing. I like that he got that little bit of uh, you know, that 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 bubble gut feeling, you know, when he was in that last when he was in there in contention. He, he got that back into him. Maybe he can use that uh as something, you know, when he goes and plays out this week. Uh so I do like Noren as my second cast game cornerstone. Uh, I'm gonna play Siwoo. And I, I'll probably play Aaron Wise just because, you know, the birdie machine out here. I mean, what he's he's top 10 in DK points and birdies in this field. I think he's first in strokes gained T to green in this field in the last 50 rounds. I mean, it's still, I mean, I know the field's weak, but it's still pretty impressive. If he can just make a putt, I mean, he's like 140th, 135th uh, in this field in putting. So let's see how he does with that. But I like the bottom range a little bit. I I, I might play nah. I don't know. I, I'm going to play, it's going to be wiser or nah uh, that I'm going to play between one of those two. I'm not really sure. Because the thing about Kevin Nye nah is he can just go out and win just whenever the fuck he feels like it. I mean, sometimes, I mean, the guy has four wins in his last 50 events. Uh, I'm not sure if that's enough because his form hasn't been great. Uh, but if this com- becomes a punting contest, he's one of the best out there. So, so uh, my last decision is going to be wise or not. Nah, so we'll see uh, as the week goes on.
0: <laughs> it's going to be wise or not. Nah. Yeah, you're right. It's, you, you'll figure it out, right? But uh, the funny part is you mentioned about Norren that I love. It gets a lot easier when you don't, you know, coming down to the end. I know he didn't close, but he looked a lot better coming down the stretch. And it's a lot easier when you don't have J.B. Holmes plumb bumming every single shot, and holding you up like you did at the Farmers Insurance that time when Day got the best of Noren in the Monday playoffs. So uh, that was good to see. I do like that Noren call. I, I like a couple other guys. I'm surprised you didn't mention them at the top. If you are going to fantasynational.com FGD and getting yourself 20% off, then you would check out their stats and see in the last 50 rounds. They are very high up the board, and that's Russell Henley and Kevin Streelman. So Henley and Strelman both stand out for me from a stats perspective. Strelman, really solid stats, decent history. Henley's second here last time out and been playing better. And both of these guys, the last two majors, are were just doing enough to get, like, they had to get TV time because they were doing enough, but then they didn't do enough in the end to come through in the clutch and, and get that final TV time that they would like to get. But here I think those two are definitely suitable. Like Henley, Strelman, and Harmon are sometimes the same guy. So I don't really see You know, you can definitely make those plays Down there, the wise one is interesting to me. It seems really steep, though, considering what's around him. And we got Seamus Power right below him, who's on a nice little run. Was happy to see him get in the field last week at seventy-five hundred. Went out, played some really good golf. I'm not sure, you know, the nine k might throw some people off when they just got to play him for seventy-five hundred. And I do just going back to the top for two seconds where we hit this eight k range. I do wonder if Berger, being the only guy at eleven k, and where Bryson just busted everyone last week, does that make people a little bit more afraid? to go with those burger type lineups. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean,
2: especially, you know, it it comes to motivation for him too. I mean, it's not like he needs to win. He's got his card locked the fuck up. It was sort of shocking that he's actually playing this event. Uh, You know, I mean, he's playing the open championship next week. Uh, So there's a little bit of risk when it comes down to that, but I mean, we've seen guys who have played well here and then go across the pond and do well. Like Zach Johnson had a top five. He went across the pond. I think he won. That year, and then and then Spieth finished like top three here, finished top five over there as well. Um, So I mean, it's not like it's impossible, Uh, but I was a little bit surprised that he's playing in the event, and that's probably why I might have glossed over him when it comes down to you. Might have talked me into him, maybe not.
0: Really, really talented. It just depends on, like you said, if he shows up. But that's we're playing tournaments here. We're talking tournaments. At least I know you got the cash game cornerstones. But when I'm referring to it, it's definitely for large field stuff, and I think he's worth. The risk. Let me kick off this 8K range, Kenny. Uh, Patton Kazire, I want to bring him up. I think he'll garner some ownership because he had the hot Sunday. It was him, Bubba, and Norin that all went eight under on Sunday. But I think if you look, uh, you know, still makes a lot of sense here. Stat models look good. Everything I can see there makes me want to go back at 8,900. Definitely going back to our boy, Mav McNeely. Didn't quite do enough last week, but still lines up nicely here. Troy Merritt. Continues to play good golf. I I always, I said this last week and I'll say it again and and I'm sticking with it. Just, you know, he's cheaper than Davis. He could have won if he can make that putter this, that the other here and there at the end. And he's 8,700 now. And he still has the game and the events he shows up at are low scoring events. So even if it doesn't get to like, I joke about earlier, Michael Kim numbers, I think he's still going to go low, go low enough to make the cut and have those low days. And he's going to keep grinding, man. He's just a grinder. It's going to make a lot of sense. Uh, Lucas Glover. Good history here himself. So 10th, 25th, the last two times. Stats aren't horrible. Price is okay. My question, Kenny, to you, I'll flip it over now. Do you want to play Glover, ZJ, both, or none? Because ZJ is going to get all the, the conversation here. This is, you know, the ZJ track, right? So
2: yeah, I mean, I don't see, I think I guy just plays this course so well. It doesn't even matter. Like, I mean, he could be in shitty form, and he hasn't been playing horribly lately. I'd probably swing ZJ, but, I, you know, and I think he makes sense in cash, too. Uh, but I'm going not ZJ in cash, at least not in the cornerstones. Uh, I might do something wild and add him in cash as one of my final two and then go really low uh, for my last one, maybe a little little former uh, Virginia Tech alumni uh, down there in the uh, 64, 65 6,400 range. Uh, we'll talk about him later. But uh, I'm going Hank the Tank again. But the guy's just been playing his best golf in his career. And it's not like this is another hard course. Uh, he's going out there play, playing the best golf of his career. He's out there with a little visor on like it's, you know, 2005. And, and I fuck with it. I mean, like, he, he hits it pretty pretty good out there. His iron game has been really, really good. He, he doesn't make too many mistakes either. And so, like, if the wind blows and it's a tough t- little bit tougher than it normally is and the winning scores in the high teens, 1918 i think which i think it's going to be just like it was you know in the last couple of weeks maybe not, not that high but around there um i, I like Hank to tank again i mean the guy makes a lot of birdies uh, you know and, and i'm a fan uh, of his game especially here recently uh so i'm going Hank to tank as my third cash game cornerstone uh this week but i mean i'll play zach johnson um, and then I, I i might go back to seaweed doug you know everyone talks to Gim reaper um i know pat calls him that but he but he actually likes the nickname kim chi uh so 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 we're gonna i guess we gotta call him kim chi uh that that's his nickname that he enjoys uh he, he's a little bit more consistent i guess now made three of his last four cuts you know ball striking is there shitty field 8k i, I, I might throw some something down on him uh we'll see how that goes uh, it looks like it's gonna be a lot of koreans uh, for yeah. me this week again. I, so. I
0: like I like your Hank the Tank call going back to him. I didn't get to the low range, but Ryan Moore, another guy that popped up for me, just stats-wise, history can always go low. He's 8,300. I was debating between Vegas and Gim, your boy yeah. down there. And, and my, Vegas, lean Vegas. Was at, yeah, my, my lean was Vegas, actually, just because I what I looked at, too, was more of the pop, right? I know Gim is going to get all the love, or usually does, but Gim, Vegas just got second at the Palmetto. He went low at the Byron Nelson for a ninth. Neither of them can really putt well. That's the challenge, right? Like Vegas and Gim just have all the game, all the stats, but neither of them can putt at all. And sometimes Vegas just shows up even at bigger events and gets hot and goes low. But he he also has a third here in the past. So I do lean Vegas a little bit there. You look on Fantasy National last 50 rounds, for birdies are better gained and DK points, Gim is 29th and 27th. Vegas is 9th and 9th. So top 10 in both categories. He's 1st. In par fours, 400 to 450. So I do like some Johnny Vegas there as well at 8,000 straight.
2: All right, let's move to the 7K range. Um, I like uh, Pat Perez, the old man. Guys has been playing pretty good golf, making a ton of birdies uh, out there. Uh, played pretty well last week. has been playing pretty well for the last month, uh, I would say. And I, I like I the way that, that his game is going. There's still three par fives. He's solid in the par fives. Uh, again, a bogey avoidance is on there as well. Uh, top fifteen in birdies, a better game, and DraftKings points in the last fifty rounds. Yeah. Uh, so I like I like Pat Perez down here. I like Scott Stallings. Um, he's been playing good golf for a few months now. Uh, a couple of hiccups here and there, but for the last two three months, uh, the game's looking pretty good uh, for Mister Scott Stallings. Uh, I'm a fan of his iron game. Has just been really really strong uh, here recently. I mean, if you take a peek, I mean. Um, The guy has been playing, the Iron game has been what has been surprisingly surprising me about how good it is. I mean, he gave five strokes uh, on the field last week, and I missed a couple of cuts there, finished third at the Byron Nelson. Uh, You know, I I just like the way that he's been playing. I mean, he's not the most consistent guy out there, uh, but when he goes out there, he makes a ton of birdies. Um, So I'm a fan of Scott Stallings down here at uh, 7,400. Just going down a little bit more. Um, Patrick Rogers, again, another guy, this is sundog monkey, a Martin favorite, uh, down there. And and he's been playing good golf too. Uh, and I think the price is more than fair at $7,400. I mean, stat wise, it's not going to pop, but he has his own type of game where it relies a lot on putting. Uh, and, and he could do his thing out here. And, and, uh, I think he had a pretty decent finish last week. So I like Patrick Rogers, uh, down here, Henrik Norlander, uh, again, another guy out there, Tita to green. He's been pretty, pretty good. Uh, good with his, wedges like he's top top 15 in both 125 to 150 150 to 175 again it's another guy can he make a putt um so i like norlander down here um i might play a little vaughn taylor i might play a little stricker so i mean those those are those are where i'm going in that in that 7k range
0: do you think stricker will be popular that, that's my question because i know him and ZJ have both been talked about for the course history factors. He's another course history killer. That's Steve Stricker I'm talking about. And 7,700, I think in models, things like that might pop. What What are your thoughts on that?
2: I mean, the thing is, he's been, I mean, on the signatories, you know, top five and top 10 and everything. I know it's. He, he just won. He
0: just won. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, I mean, he's out there doing his thing. I mean, he's been competitive. I mean, he was 50 years old and he finished fifth in this event a few years ago. Uh, so I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for him to do well.
0: Yeah. Oh, hey, APS is a thing. Matthew Wiley, Golflandia podcast, always talks about APS, always play stricker. We talked about it earlier. Play some good putters. Don't be afraid. So uh, he's got the complete game. You don't need to be super long here or anything like that. So I think it's a good call. I kind of like Kyle Stanley as another guy that can't pop, but just pops at times. 18th last time with other finishes here of 22nd, 18th, 19th, even a second place way back. He's made seven of his last eight cuts. So not a lot of upside with them, but I do think that's interesting um hv3 looked at him a little bit i I just man he just never completely pops so the issue i have with hv3 is i kind of like going back to him especially when he's low owned and nobody's on him but he's not like cam davis where we talk about all the time where at least if they make the cut they give you the upside we just haven't seen that with them so stricker's right there but i loved your pat Perez call he's the guy i had teed up here as a nice little pivot you mentioned all those reasons uh 14th 10th the two of his last three events not the best history, but another guy that we know can go low here at any day. So I do like that. Uh, Worenski, I really like coming in off of a quiet 25th place. Had it going with approach and the putter. We like that when you're coming into this event. Uh, can go low. Made cuts in three straight years here, all of uh, 47th, 23rd, and 25th. So I think that one is interesting. You mentioned the two guys I like at 7,400, both Stallings and And Rodgers, I like that, though, because we don't always line up. But when we do, I like when you didn't even mention the other factors is Stallings actually has three top 20s here in the last four years. You mentioned all his great recent form stuff, five strokes on approach last week. Another guy with a quiet 25th place finish. Uh, And then Rodgers got 41st last week, but that's four made cuts in a row now for him. And at this event, he's even got a second place. The last three times out, he's got 43rd, second and 27th. We're always waiting for him to pop. He's kind of the opposite of Arner, where, in my opinion, if he does make the cut, he's got that upside there. So I do like that. Brandon Haggy, definitely going to stick with him to stay hot. Should be pretty motivated. Sixth place last week. All stats, if you look, were dialed in across the board. And then right down at 7,000 even, uh, great first name, Tyler Duncan, my man T. Dunks. uh, Hasn't really flashed the upside lately, but three straight made cuts. Gets him the paycheck confidence. Been grinding, and he's got a 26th and a 12th year in 2019, 2018, the last two years played. So can go back to T-Dunks at 7,000 even.
2: I might have to throw some Denny in there if this is going to be a putting contest. One of the best out there Uh, when it comes to bent grass. I don't know. His ownership is going to be high. Let's move down to the 6K range. I'll go to my final cash game cornerstone. It's going to be uh, Mr. Roger Sloan, the Canadian brethren. Uh, of, of tyler guy. Uh, down there iron games looking strong really good on shorter par fours uh you know for 400 450s top 10 in the field in the last 50 rounds solid when it comes to par fives as well uh top 25 in birdies are better gained and um dk points in the last 50 rounds in this field i think he's made three of his last four cuts so cash game cornerstones this week they are going to be Harmon. Uh, at what, 10,400 if I'm right. Yeah, 10,400 for Harmon. Uh, Norin at 9,300. Hank the Tank at 8,400. And I got uh, 6,900 for Roger Sloan. That leaves you, I think, 14,900, 1,500, 15,000 right there to finish off the rest of your lineups. Other guys I like in the 6K range. I like Adam Schenck, uh a little bit. Um, you know, yeah, Iron Game, of course, is, is his biggest strength. He's had a couple of top 20s here. Uh, I think in the last t- couple of times out here, uh, so I like Adam Shank as a sleeper down here. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Landry, another guy, good course history here. You know, I'll, when it comes down to the to the 6K range, I tend to look at course history a little bit harder uh, because you know when it comes to stats, these guys just you you know usually aren't going to line up. So you got to figure something out when it comes to these guys. When, the upper guys, you know, I, I tend to not look at it as much. Uh, that, you know, or like guys who have been really excelling in certain areas in the last 50 rounds, um, even if they haven't played here well before, I can take a peek. I could look away from that as because, you know, they're playing well now. Uh, and then you sort of have to compare that to how they were uh, when they came in here in the past. Uh, but Shank, you know, in 6K range, I like to rely a little bit more on course history. So uh, I do like Shank down here at 69. I like um, uh, Landry at 68. Um, other guys that I'm going to play, um, Scott Brown sort of pops for me uh, yeah. down here a, a little bit. I mean, you know, Scott Brown's another guy that I want to play down here. And uh, Mike Gellerman, uh at what, what 6,400. Uh, his iron game has been pretty, pretty strong here recently. If you look down uh, recently in the last 12 rounds, um, where would he go? There he is. I, I think he's 12th in the field. When it comes to uh, skin approach in the last twelve rounds, Uh, he's top fifteen in birdies better gained. Throw a little, 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 little nudge down there, and we'll go with my uh, fellow hokey, Johnson Wagner, at sixty four hundred dollars. Another course history guy. He's made I think what was it like one, two, three, four, five of his last six cuts. You know, three top tens. You know, the form's not really there, but you know, with this type of field uh you know it can happen so I, those are some of the guys i like when it comes down to the 6k range
0: yeah i like the sloan call you mentioned by canadian brethren still a good week last week liked him last week 10th here in 2019 18th back in the day shank who you mentioned 41st last week sixth here in 2019 kind of go i'll, I'll go back to benny on if he gets a late tea time he should after everything he threw out there last week hopefully he gets a late tea time he can get out there and, and make something happen Uh, A couple of guys, you mentioned one of them, Scott Brown, who I always like, uh, you know, 52nd last week, but his history here is 12th, 25th, 16th, 5th, 22nd, and 7th in six of the last eight times where he didn't miss the cut. So we hope he makes the cut. And then we go from there. Uh, Whaley. From earlier, the scoring factor. If he makes the cut, I mean, if he can finish 30th here, that could be top 20, top 15 in scoring the way he does things. We just talked about it earlier, comparing him like 45 spots off of Tringali and being right there with him in scoring. Sam Ryder, always like to play me some of him, extremely boomer bust, but he actually has an 18th and a second here in 2019, 2018. And then Bronson Burgoon, I'm going to take some shots on him. I, I said here, you know, the B in Bronson stands for birdie. The B in Burgoon stands for bust. You're getting one or the other. It's boom or bust. But, man, when he makes birdies, he can score quite well for you. He's got three for three made cuts. I think that's a good spot to go to here. And then the shots at the bottom for me, Kenny, unless you got someone else. But Teeter, Tway, Kevin Tway, and Seifert down there. Mix and match those guys. I don't mind them. And then Alex Smalley just got in the Rocket Mortgage. So he went to the Rocket Mortgage Monday Q. I think he missed by a stroke of getting in last week. That's what they do. Monday Q is they grind. He goes back out this Monday, makes it, pops a 62, and he's in. Seven birdies, one bogey gets into this tournament. Uh, last time out on the PGA Tour, he made the most of it. It was Corrales, low-scoring event, when Joel Damon won and finished t twenty second. So clearly he's got the game to go low. I think that's a spot that you could go down to down below. Anybody else you got down here?
2: I think I missed Sam Ryder. Uh, I'll probably okay. play a little bit. Of the thing about Ryder, you know, he has like 872 miscuts in the last two seasons, but five top tens. You know, I mean, he, he's one of those guys who's just can pop uh, out of nowhere. And I think his course history here is pretty good. I mean, I had a couple of top 25s, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I'll play I'll play a little bit of, of Sam Ryder. And I might even throw a bet on him, maybe like a top 20, top 10, uh, maybe even outright, because the outright's like 175 to 1, if you guys can find him each way on that. I mean, you know, that could be worth it.
0: Yeah. I like that 18th and second in the last two years here. So I'm in on Ryder. I'm always in on Sam Ryder. He's, he can pop at any given time. And it's kind of like that Sam, like the Cam Davis play. It could be the Sam Ryder play, not the Cam Ooh. play, the Sam play down at the bottom. So I don't have him on my card, but let's talk about some bets. What do you got?
2: All right. I got Sung Jae 17 to 1. Norin, 31 to 1. Hank the Tank, 60 to 1. Ryder, 175 to one, Shank, 190 to one, uh, and I'll probably add a couple more long shots as the week goes on.
0: Yeah, I got to think about some long shots. I've got Streelman 25, I've got McNeely 45. Who we talked about earlier, uh Vegas 65 with the top five each way, Rogers Patrick Rogers 70 to one with the top five each way, and then sloan 100 to one with the top five each way with a bonus bet this week, Kenny, a bonus bet. Martin Keimer over at the Scottish Open, 67 to 1 with the top five each way. The top three non exempt get into the open. He's been grinding. He's been talking about it. I know he's already the second alternate, but that's not a guarantee. So he's certainly going to go after it. I know a T10, T20 might be a little better there, but I, I don't mind the Keimer 66, uh, 67 to 1, whatever it was. I can't remember now, just looking at my sheet.
2: All right, before getting get into one and, one and done, I want to shout out to uh, Shane Batty, I guess, the. Uh, nice guy even though he's a dookie. Uh, a yeah, nice guy. Uh, you can't blame him for going to Duke, but uh he hooked me up with this little uh little little bucket hat uh, for his foundation, uh org. check it out. Um you know, it was established by his wife and him and it's, it's dedicated to providing resources for the development and education of undeserved youth and teens. So check it check the site out if you want to help some guys some young kids uh, who might not have the the means to get to college uh, go into his site badtier uh throw some money that way get some of these guys get some of these young bucks in the school and see if they can make a life out of themselves so uh, thank you Shane for that and let's move to the one and done for the day uh I don't know I, I have burger left I think I might There's just done. go I just might go top. <laughs> just go burger. Uh, up top and just see what the hell happens. I think I, I think I might just go that way. I, was I had Norton last week at Norton last week. So that oh, one sort right. of hurt. And, and the worst thing is, you know, I had Ron at the Memorial. So a couple of turns and I could be back in And at 1.8 million for the Memorial it would have been sweet. It would have been right up there, but eh, shit happens.
0: You know, who I used last week, I used Will Zalatoris and he made the weekend.
2: What do you think about Will? I think, I think it's, I think it's, it might be done. Dunzo a little bit, you know no. what I'm saying? I, I I don't know, man. Because, I mean, you got to remember, before this last year, he never done shit. He didn't do shit. Like, yeah. no Corn Fairy Tour, not that great. And then in the last year, it just sort of just come up. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, we'll well, see. He, he we'll was see. doing fine on the Corn
0: Fairy Tour. He just wasn't winning, and he doesn't have the putter. That's the problem, and that's what's holding him back from it. But he's definitely not done. That's ludicrous. I, I mean – you can call it a run, whatever you want. There's, I mean, I'm
2: maybe not done, but maybe for the next few events, I just don't see it. Maybe when he gets his tour card, you know, comes back in a little bit more, Uh he, he can get a, he can get a little bit better. But I just don't again, see yeah, this.
0: it's almost it's almost like what we talked about earlier—the age factor. He's yeah. still so young. They're, they're learning things out there, man. It's like Neiman just could mm-hmm. say he choked away another one. I got another runner-up, technically, or you know, it, you know, lost in a playoff again, second time this season. Well, it happens, but. You got to put yourself there. Give yourself the chance to get lucky. Things don't always break your way. The man had, you know, go back to Neiman, 72 uh, bogey-free holes before the 73rd, which is unfortunate. But uh, I'm, I'm still in on Willie Z. That did hurt my feelings, though, last week when he finished DFL after getting through and grinding and making the cut. But, hey, on this one, man, based on the field, I looked at my list today. I got, like, 100% of everyone because, like, everyone's, like, not been used by anyone because you can use whoever you want in this field besides Berger, M., maybe Henley, a couple of guys, almost, it's almost all guys. Nobody has ever used. So Berger, Harmon, Henley, McNeely, Patrick Rogers, if you want to go off the board a bit, I, I think you can use whatever. I don't think you'll get like a unicorn using those guys, but you can, go, there's Hank the tank. You mentioned like play some of these guys, they're playing to win. They're all extremely motivated. It's a life-changing event for them. Uh, same in one and done. If you get it right, you can grind your way up to the top. There still is, I would say there still is time. There's not a lot of time, but there's still time. And there's some big paydays ahead. So if you can pick some winners, you'll be in good shape. But uh, I'll probably go burger with you, just try and get as much money as possible with the favorite and then differentiate these other weeks. Because actually, you know what? Saying that, my strategy just changed. I'm not going to do that because I think that's what everyone will do. And I need to make up ground. So I'm actually going to switch it up and probably just throw a dart this week and pick someone way off the board and hope that they get motivated and find a way to pull off a Cam Davis here.
2: I hope and pray. All right. So, you know, you can find me on Twitter. At Kendo VT. I always bullshit around there, especially on Sundays. Uh, you know, you can ask me whatever you want uh, on Twitter. You can find my weekly write ups on gupscorner.com. Uh, I go on there. I got the course preview, stats to look for, trends for on Monday. And then I add uh, my favorite DFS play in each price range. I just pick one uh, in each price range. And then my, my final betting card is going to be on there. If you missed the podcast, uh, my Cascade Cornerstones are on there as well. So go check out uh, gupscorner.com. It includes a uh, seven-day risk-free trial. So, you know, just try it out. If you don't like it, yeah, bounce, you know. Uh, It's risk-free. So go ahead and check it out. Tambo.
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter as well, at Totag and Tambo. Hit me up there if you got any questions. Like Kenny said, normally mess around a little bit, post some things out, but really just on there, trying to get as much information out as possible. Uh, Other than that, man, we got the promos we talked about, DraftKings.com, use promo code FGD. Get yourself a discount there. Get a little bonus when you sign up. Get ready to go with that. Big week ahead. We talked about a lot of it here. Go to fantasynational.com FGD. Get yourself 20% off your first subscription. 200 bucks for the year is a steal. We use it on every show. And I mean we're talking 50 shows, 46 shows, whatever it ends up being, the off season, everything, whatever you call it, what you will. You just want to try it out this week. This will be definitely the week to try it. Use that, that link, fantasynational.com slash FGD. You get this week, and the Open, which is next week. It's going to be a huge week. A lot of big contests. Millionaire makers, three of them out there. So a lot of other good content still out there, Kenny, and coming. More news on that. Probably next week's pod or show, I guess I'll call it now, when it comes out, on what I'm going to be doing going forward. Other than that, good luck to everybody this week, and we'll talk to you
2: next time. Yeah, I want to thank Pat Mayo, of course, for letting us on. With a couple of a couple of scrubs out here doing our shows, doing our things. So we really appreciate it, Pat. We're glad to be with you guys. Uh, on the Mayo Media Network, it should be fun. Uh, looking for those crossover events should be a good time. You know, we got this event today. You know, the Sky Show is a big one. So go ahead and listen to Sky and Tom. Uh, they just been killing it over there on their Euro pod out there. It's going to be a, a low-scoring event. It should not, it's not going to be, you know, an elite field or nothing. But we still do our thing. We do our cash. We do our GP. So let's win some motherfucking money, D-Gen Nation.
1: Jordan Bill birds stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds. Sipping on Ciroc trip em up with the words. I didn't If your preferred climate is business friendly, check out Ohio. With 0% taxes on corporate income, R&D investments and goods sold out of state, Ohio is better for business. Because Ohio is not built for followers, they're building for leaders. Ohio is for leaders.com.